Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap from the Black Letter Podcast, and you're listening to our Monday Minutes. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about security clearances. So first, what is a security clearance? A security clearance is something that either a federal employee, whether they work for a division of the federal government or the U.S. military, has to have in order to do their job. Typically, when I was a captain in the Army, I had a top-secret clearance. These clearances are issued at the time the person's employed, and sometimes these clearances are denied. In other cases, the person has had the job and the security clearance for a while, and then something happens in their life during a reinvestigation or renewal of the security clearance that causes the employee to lose their security clearance. There are really two regimes by which the federal government revokes these security clearances. And even though it's not a property right, case law on that saying that your security clearance isn't a property right, you are as a security clearance holder, whether you're a federal employee or a federal government contract, entitled to due process or minimum due process when the government decides to revoke your clearance. And in either case, if you're a federal employee executive order 12968 sets out the minimum due process requirements, and the equivalent executive order for federal contractors is executive order 10865. The due process requirements in either case require the federal government spell out the reasons for the denial of the security clearance or revocation, that they deliver it to you in writing, they provide an opportunity for you to respond, and that you get a chance to have a lawyer, and that you get a chance to have a hearing. And in the case of federal employees, get to have a hearing in front of an authority other than the authority that revoked or investigated your security clearance. That's kind of the first part of security clearance and revocations. From a background perspective, most people listening to this probably already know there are different levels. There's secret, top secret, top secret TSSCI, there's lifestyle polygraph and full scope polygraph. Won't go into all of those, but needless to say, all of these security clearances, regardless of the level, have the same due process requirements for denial or revocation. So here's some of the guidelines that have been published by the U.S. government involving security clearances. And I'm just going to go over the things that should trigger in your mind something if you hold a security clearance. Okay, well, this is something I probably need to get a lawyer involved early. Because a lot of times, security clearance denials or revocations aren't for the actual act. Sometimes what you're doing is okay, but it's how you present the act, or frankly, most people get in trouble for concealing it. And the last thing you want to do with a security clearance conceal anything from the federal government. Because why? The whole point of a security clearance is to make sure that nobody has leverage over you and thus can use that leverage to access classified information of the U.S. government. Everybody's seen uh, television shows where this happens. It's pretty much a, a recurring theme. So kind of understand the basis for this. So concealing the issue is much worse than talking about the issue, but make sure you talk to experienced lawyer about it before you disclose it or before you do anything with the federal government. And I'll suggest Ellis Bennett, former judge advocate general, prosecutor in the U.S. Army, and former federal prosecutor, ton of these cases, held a security clearance intimately familiar. So what are the security clearance stipulations and guidelines? Well, first, allegiance to the United States. You can't belong to a terrorist group or, or advocate overthrow of the U.S. government. That's a pretty obvious one. Foreign influence, so you can't have association with foreign citizens of interest or foreign business that could coerce you into interest contrary to the U.S. You can't have a foreign preference. What does that mean? 
It means you can't indicate a preference for a foreign country over the United States. Things like that would be serving in a foreign military or something you probably don't think about, accepting a foreign scholarship or pension from another country. Sexual behavior. So you can't engage in criminal sexual behavior. I'm not going to deep dive into that. Um, Criminal sexual behavior has to be pretty deviant. As you probably know, in this day and age, just being a homosexual does not qualify as criminal sexual behavior. But certainly, as part of a lifestyle polygraph, you're going to have to disclose that. Personal conduct. So this is the big one and where people always get tripped up. You cannot, contractor or federal government employee, cannot refuse to cooperate with a clearance investigation. The ones that come up a lot, financial considerations, like unexplained wealth, failure to meet financial obligations, alcohol consumption, things like a DUI or a drunk in public, drug use, emotional, mental, or personality disorders, and finally, criminal conduct. And usually these things come about as the result of something that seems minor at the time. You get pulled over by a police officer and you get a DUI, so it doesn't seem minor, but that could literally result in you losing your job and your security clearance, at least for a time. So talk to a lawyer before you do anything with that, certainly before you refuse to disclose it. So that's not an exhaustive list, but those are the most egregious and common ones that we see, that that lawyers see when the government looks to deny or revoke a security clearance. Make sure you talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. There's something called the Questionnaire for National Security Positions, and when you're filling that out, any of the things that I've said on that list or anything else that you have a question about might be something you have to disclose on that. It's a good idea to have an experienced lawyer help you complete that form. Anyway, thanks for joining the Black Letter Podcast Monday Morning Minute today. I'm Tom Dunlap, your host, and we'll see you next time.